everyone, welcome to the business interview. I'm your host, Jalen Mobley, aka J Mob. And I cannot tell you guys, I can't stretch you guys. Thankful to have our very first guest. He's a trailblazer in the dental field with his remarkable, one of a kind, multi million dollar dental creations, seen on some of the most recognizable faces, which I know you guys know who these people are. And I'm going to list them off here Post Malone, Chris Brown, Offset, Cardi B, OBJ, Shaq, Loyati, The Baby, Devin Haney, Dennis Schroeder, George Clarkson, Brian Miller, and many more. He's also has been named, let me get this straight, the most Jack Dennis in the world. Is that right? <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, and you also com competed in the 2023 Masters Olympia contest, and we'll talk about that. But I also want to add, too, this was not listed, but I have to say, looking at your Instagram, you're probably the most freshest dentist in the world. <laughs> you got right. it. Uh, so, everyone, help me welcome Dr. Thomas Connolly, otherwise known as the father of the diamond industry. Thank you, Thank sir. You. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, man. This is great. Yes, sir. Before we get an interview, I just want to give the audience and yourself a quick overview of how this is going to operate. Um, I'll ask you questions focused towards business, not all business. Um, and then at the end, we'll play a, a game called Quick Biz, just some sure. rapid fire questions. Um, but with that being said, we'll get into the interview. I read that you received your dental training from the Mayo Clinic, the University of Detroit, Mercy, Louisiana State University. You also served as a clinical professor at Harvard University Dental School in Boston um, and the Columbia School of Dental Medicine in New York City. Yes, sir. That's a lot. So take me back to the beginning. What got you interested in the dental field and what kept you going through all those years of schooling? You know, it's a question I get asked a lot and it really goes back to really my childhood and artistic mm -hmm. expression. You know, I was really heavy into painting things, uh, blocks, building Legos. Right. Um, always been artistic, always been a little bit different, you know, shaved my head mm -hmm. and had just bangs and then did this and dyed my hair and right. was always wearing different clothing and was just, more artistic it really kind of really saw things in color right. you know um and i went to college and i can remember i didn't know what i wanted to do and just kind of belly aching like i had this business major and then it was the strangest thing it was like oh, dentists they kind of like yeah. make stuff but it's still medicine and i'm like yeah, i want to do that yeah Right. And that was kind of it. And it was weird because it wasn't like I researched it or I saw something. It was almost like somebody reached out and put it in my head. Wow. Yeah, That's special. Yeah, really That's special. Mm -hmm. And what would you say kept you going through all those years? Um, you know, once I got into it, I found it very easy right, okay. to, to drill the shapes in the teeth. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, that's it. And many people struggled. You have to realize in dentistry, we're working sometimes, first of all, it's a human being, it's very small, it's microscopic. Mm -hmm. We're talking millimeters, tenths of a millimeter. Right. A lot of times we're working upside down in a mirror. Mm -hmm. You know, we're looking at a mirror of something in this direction. So everything's reversed. Mm -hmm. So from a perceptual ability standpoint, being able to take an object, rotate it, turn it in right, your head, right, right. and then understand where you're working those dimensions. It requires a special mind. Right. And going even to the entrance exam into dental school, mm -hmm. there's two portions. They have the didactic, which is science and chemistry mm -hmm. and all those, but they have what's called perceptual ability testing. Right. And what they do is they'll have like shapes and then a hole and say, which one of these shapes will fit that hole? We have to like move around in your head and I scored perfect score on that. Oh, shit. And that's how I got yeah. into dental school early. I, I did a six-year program. Most dental schools are four years of undergraduate, four years of dental school. Right. And now it's even more. But yeah. back then, it was four and four. I did six. Wow. So I had two. So I don't even yeah. have an undergraduate degree. I just have a DDS. Right. But I, I'm able to see that. So I have a gift mm -hmm. um, from that standpoint. But, but even so, you know, dentistry, you have what's called restorative dentistry, where you're filling cavities and doing root canals and taking out teeth. You know, in the very beginning, you, you really do that because you're new. Right. You know, people yeah. don't find a new dentist and say, give me veneers. You've right, never right. done that. That's a little bit different. It's more complicated. So I got bored real fast mm -hmm. and wanted to do the big stuff. Yeah. And my personal line was, okay, how do we get there? Right. And... How do I get there fast? Mm -hmm. There's no fast way. <laughs> I feel like I've done that so many times. What is the quickest way to get through this shit? But the quickest way still took me 26, yeah. still took me 20 years. Yeah. That's the quick way. Yeah. But I did, I can remember, I, you know, I don't think I was out of dental school three years where, you know, I have somebody come to my office, they wanted to have a full set of veneers, they had no money. And I'm mm -hmm. like, let's do it. I'm paying for it. Wow. And I just did it because yeah. I want to get my hands wet mm -hmm. and make mistakes. And I said, listen, I haven't done a lot of these, right. but I want to learn how to do it. Right. So I'll do it for a thousand bucks or two thousand instead of twenty or instead of thirty or forty. Right. I'll kick in how much can you kick in? Ah, five thousand dollars. I did it, mm -hmm. and I lost a lot of money. Yeah. But I learned a lot and a lot. I mean, I can't even tell you how many mistakes I've made 
You know, there's literally like a book of, there's a list of a hundred mistakes everyone must make and they cost you a lot of money to make those mistakes. Right. Well, I was able to get those out of the way pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. No, I, people that were tolerant. Right, yeah. They didn't pay $60,000. Gotcha. You know, yeah. listen, I've been doing this 26 years. I still make mistakes. Right. And look at people, I'm like, I, you know, we lost our way. Yeah. But let's fix it. And right. we, you know, it, it happens in every, I don't, I don't care who you are, what you do. You know, no, I agree. sometimes things just don't turn out the way you plan. Yeah. It happens very infrequently at this level. Right. Um, so I'm blessed to have had those experiences. But um, that's kind of really, you know, how you get into this profession is mm -hmm. sacrifice. Right. No, I agree. And I think you've found a way to create this flair in the dentistry field, which is why they call you. Where did you get the name of the father of the diamond industry? Where did that, where did that come from? Rolling Stone Magazine. Rolling Stone Magazine. Oh, shit. That's yeah. pretty cool. That is awesome. Uh -huh. Have I changed the whole profession? No. Have I added a, a new element to the profession that's new and exciting? 100%. Right. Dentists are excited. You know, I've taken a profession that was, uh, right. I, was I hate my dentist, the root canals of this, to like, kids are like, Doc, I want right. to do yeah. what you yeah. do. Yeah. I want to get diamonds in my teeth. I want grills. Mm -hmm. I want this. It's become this whole new way to express yourself. It's not for everyone. Right. Because you found a way to incorporate diamonds and metals, right? What, when did that start? Was that a particular client? Was that just Post Malone? Post Malone. So Post Malone was your first client that... The first client that I put diamond work was Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. We did a little cross. Mm -hmm. He had had one that was on his tooth that was done improperly. Right. And I said, this isn't done right. You have a cavity around it. Somebody just kind of slapped it on there. Mm -hmm. It was a good attempt, but it was something that had never really been done. Right. I said, let's do it this way. Let's do a veneer. We'll bake it in the middle of it so it's flush and doesn't trap anything. Mm -hmm. We did that. And then shortly thereafter, you know, Post needed to have his teeth done. And I was able to get in front of him. And with my jeweler, we said, hey, you know, by the way, we're doing these were able to do diamonds right and his words were why don't you just make the whole tooth a diamond and i was like yeah, we like we, yeah. haven't really done that he's like can you do it i'm like yes we can do it we can do it you my jeweler's like no we can't do, it. We can't do that <laughs> right so we were very frank with him and said listen we, we we don't have the money to do it mm -hmm. you know we don't have research dollars there's nobody's ever done this he gave us a million bucks oh shit wow. and we literally pissed it away Drilling holes in diamonds in Israel with the Department of Defense laser and destroyed diamonds like black. The laser just couldn't drill holes. We couldn't do what we wanted to do. It took us For a year. For some reason, I would I would have wanted to be there just to see that. It was just <laughs> months of drilling, right. trying to make the diamond the right. shape we wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And the diamond was stubborn. Yeah. Some diamonds would get certain areas that it wouldn't go anymore. It wouldn't disintegrate. Or we blasted it so hard that it was black. Right. And we couldn't get the, we couldn't use, we used acids, yeah. acid baths, acid scrubs, jets of acid to get mm -hmm. the black, to get back to clear. We couldn't do it. Wow. And so then we kind of went back to the engineering board. I hired a, a, a mechanical engineer and, and kind of taught him a little bit about dentistry. And we had a different approach in, you know, without revealing my, my trade yeah. secrets, yeah. we came out with a, a, a very viable option. So we did that. In the laboratory setting, stress tested it, mm -hmm. it broke, it popped out, oh it God. didn't work. Like, well, what if we do this, this, and this? So we changed it and it didn't pop out yeah. and it worked. So we tried it harder, we applied a thousand pounds to it, didn't pop out, bam, we did it. So it. We, we put two in on Post Malone, six carats each, custom cut. We bought 18 carat cube from De Beers in Belgium. And we cut them in the shape of teeth. We installed Man. it and kind of changed dentistry. That picture was taken. Yeah. And that, that was in Rolling Stone. And that kind of was like the boom. The big blow up. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. I mean, and as I look around here, I can see a bunch of recognizable faces. Without giving a name, if you're willing to share to myself in the audience, yeah. what was the cost of your largest project? Oh. <sighs> I mean, two, over two and a half million. Two and a half million. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do you ever sit back and be like, man? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, look how. Well, I mean, the I'm diamonds, going. but you know, these yeah. are you know, there's eight custom cut diamonds, D flawless. I mean, the diamonds alone are you know, yeah. a yeah. big part of that. 
But yeah, I mean, the smile is just, it, it, I'm not kidding you. Like, I could talk, we can talk all we want. Mm -hmm. Until you see one of these people in person, it's mind wait, wait a second, what do you got there? Yeah. Show me, show me, can you do that again? Show yeah. me again. It, it doesn't, it never gets old. It really is something that you, you use because we, we, we don't just put diamonds in the teeth because you, you have to picture this. What makes a diamond sparkle is the way it's cut. Right. And it's the depth of the pavilion. So you have the face of a diamond, which is flat. Mm -hmm. And then we all know what it looks like underneath, right? Right. It's a point. This is our pavilion. The okay. deeper that pavilion is, the more the sparkle is. Gotcha. So you can imagine okay. if I just took a flat diamond and put it on the front of the tube, it would look like a Coke yeah. bottle. Right, right. There's right. a sparkle. Right. There's nothing. These have deeper pavilions than what you put on a finger. Right. We purposely cut them with deep pavilions so yeah, that when you look at it, it's like, yeah. oh my God, what, what is that yeah. in your mouth? Yeah. So it's... um. It, everybody that gets it absolutely loves it. And everybody, if you look at Post Malone in concert or any of these guys that have it, you, you, it's every time they have that massive screen, right. like, oh my God, that's, that's my work. Yeah, that's it's dope. pretty cool. That's dope. And you also mentioned that you had, uh, you know, you covered somebody else's cosmetics to kind of learn the way. So I also read that you guys and your team, you guys handpicked a select few of patients to pay for the cosmetic industry. You know, because they, you know, if they are not in a position to pay for it. Oh, you um, mean do we do free work for people? Well, I had read that every year you guys handpick. Oh, we do, we do. We a got, group of patients. We do. Who can't afford it? Yeah, afford it. So, of course. You know, when did that start, and how does it make you feel to do that for those patients? Um, God, you're hitting on my heartstrings. <laughs> no, I mean, because I think I think that's no, really I, awesome. Th that is, you know, for us. Um, sometimes more exciting mm -hmm. than the diamond work. I'm being a big baby right now. Yeah. Um, no, no, could you have me a, a, a yeah. when I was telling her? You know, it's weird. You know, you, you love to make people beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you love to do the diamond work. But you know, when you're able to really help somebody and they sit in their chair and they sob, yeah. like oh grown men, like, oh my God, what did you do yeah. to me? It's it's really like wow. You're like you, not only do you change their psyche, but the way they feel about themselves and the way they present themselves, and all the family members that love them, and they end up like losing weight and getting better jobs, and like, right. you know, I had a text message from a patient like three or four years ago. I mean, even said his name or thought about him. He said, "Hey, I just wanted to thank you again. Right. You changed my life. Mm -hmm. You know." I'm married, I got two kids, I got a new job, I look at I lost hundred pounds and right. I see oh life God. totally differently. It's yeah. like it's it's something as small as their teeth, but you know, give me an example. This is a great example. I have a temper in right now. Mm -hmm. I take this out, I'm a different person. Right. Like I am literally like a goofy guy. Right. It's a great example, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I I had to break my veneer on a walnut shell that was in a trail mix. Oh, I bit down and it didn't it's cracked, so I had to have it replaced. But people perceive people with bad teeth so differently. Like you could, have, you could be bald, you could be, not have a leg, I don't care, but when you're right. missing a tooth, you're Perception. trash. Yeah. People are like, oh God, this guy's third, yeah. you know? And so um, the people that we work with, we, we, we pick them because we yeah. want to do it. Right. You know, we, people ask, they usually don't get it. We usually have somebody come in here and they're like, okay, I can mortgage my house or I can do this or oh, can I pay you every time? I'm like, hold on, let me talk to my guys. So it's usually a group effort. It's like, I'll call up my lab, I'll call up this. Um, we try to keep it on the lowdown though. We don't, we don't like put pictures up and go right. crazy about it. Yeah. We just kind of do it and let it slide. I mean, this is the most I've talked about it ever, yeah. you know? No, I, but, think that's, I think that's amazing if you guys do that. Yeah, it's, it's I, I honestly believe it's part of our success. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, right, uh, it's come um, full circle. It's part, yeah. being a good steward of your talents, um, being, uh, it, it's part of it, it's, it's a balance, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? I think if you just do that, we don't, we don't do that. We just do diamonds and we just do rappers and football players right. and you're, you're a doorman at a hotel mm -hmm. and you're, we don't, we really are like that. You know, right. we, we really treat everybody and, um, you know, we get phone calls and we get stuff, uh, DMs and, I mean, if I, if I told you I got a thousand, that would be an understatement. Wow. People asking for help, and we can't help everybody. Right. But it's this. this, this there's something about the people that we pick. It's it was like meant to be. It's a very strange connection that's made, and it's probably supernatural in some mm -hmm. form or fashion. They're meant to be here. I believe that. 
Okay, well, I don't mean to go in the other direction here. <laughs> no, please but, do. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> you got me crying like, right away. <laughs> so, so at the beginning, of, at the beginning of your career, you mentioned that you had accidentally placed the wrong veneers on the set of Teeth and They Bonded, and the only way to get them off is to cut them and redo it again. Oh, totally. So, obviously, you're very successful. As look around the room here, you know, how do you deal with challenges, setbacks, failures um, throughout your career? Well, when you're when you're in the middle of p placing a set of veneers, you have to realize. And you got these 10 teeth or how many teeth and the veneers are all in mm -hmm. order. And, you know, sometimes you may tip one in two switch order. Right. And when there's a, pile, a puddle of cement on there, you can't necessarily see. And some of these bottom teeth, they're, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. And you're in there monkeying around with it. And then you hit the light, you're like, oh, no. Those two got swapped up. So what you end up doing is you don't make a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. You finish the other 18. Right. You cut those two off. You take an impression, you make it temporary, you seat the patient up, and you're like, listen, we're almost done. Mm -hmm. We put 18 in today. We yeah. had a little issue with a couple of them. They'll be ready in a week. Mm -hmm. Come back, we put them in. Most people are pretty cool about it, you know? Right. You know, it's, oh, geez, yeah. we screwed up. You know, I mean, listen, that's just part of it, you know? It's an honest mistake. Um, and you just kick yourself sometimes because you just, it's such beautiful work. You're like, man, I'm too good to be making these mistakes. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're human. And you know what? It's a very easy fix. Right. And so if, if, if it was brain surgery, geez, right. but it's not. So um, I'm very fortunate that in my profession, we're very cosmetically driven. Um, and revisions are part of our profession. I do a pretty good job of explaining that to patients mm -hmm. as well. I mean, my consult that was in here yesterday, um, pretty dude, pretty cool rapper named Larry June. You may have heard him or not. Nope, nope. Pretty cool. It's kind of like an LL Cool J guy. Okay. And I we always say, I tell people, like, listen, we know the pathway if we get to point A to point B, and we do a pretty good job of it. Sometimes we need to do revisions. I want you to know that if we put everything in and you don't like something, right. we'll go back and revise it. It's part of the care. Part of it, yeah. So fortunes favors the brave. And I yes, think that's sir. tattooed on your head. So yeah. what, does that, what does that mean to you? Man, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta jump in the fire. You gotta jump in the fire. You gotta be brave. I mean, nothing happens unless you really take chances. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if, if everything was easy, everybody would have it. You know, right. you know, if you look at if you if you say to yourself, let's um, let's let's do these diamond teeth and put them on the most famous man in the world, and mm -hmm. hope they don't fall out when he's in the middle of a song. Right. You know, like you know, a year into it, and two years, three, four years right. into it. Yeah. Like, wow, this really works. It's working. It's, it's working, working so far. Yeah. It's working so far. Fingers, you're like, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you know, we had the, I had the luxury of being able to uninstall them recently. Mm -hmm. And then we could go back and say, okay, look at what we did, you know, four or five years ago. Right. right. We've gotten better. Mm -hmm. And it still was very good. Mm -hmm. um, and we keep getting better. Nobody can touch us when it comes to this type of work. Right. Nobody has the volume. Nobody's, we've done hundreds and hundreds of these, not thousands. And we've gotten better and better and better from the cutting to the setting to how I prep the teeth, how we take impressions of the teeth, right. um, what works, what doesn't work. Nobody can come close to us because just nobody's doing the volume. You know, the people that need this or want, the people that want this type of work, mm -hmm. they come here. Right. You yeah. Know? There may be some pretenders that'll go somewhere and try to get cheap. It's not, they end up back here. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, the one we spoke about earlier, which we can't mention, you know, there's a, lot, there's a guy down in Texas that's, He's a good kid, and, and I've, I've given him some pointers here and there and helped him out with a couple of cases. Um, and he's helped me out with a couple of things here and there. Just patients happen to be in the area, but and he's tried to do a couple of things unsuccessfully, and um, yeah. he just doesn't have the volume that I have. Right. So he doesn't have the opportunities. And I have something to add to that. You said, you know, going to other places and trying to get it cheaper. This is a question more focused towards the audience, because I think now, you know, Everybody's going towards cognitive, you know, trying to get the veneers and stuff like that. So what is right? What is wrong? We see a lot of the shark teeth. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of the what is, you know, shaving it down. So what is the yeah. proper way to actually to do so, veneers? <clears throat> and, should they, and should they be traveling down to what is it? Uh, off seas somewhere trying to get veneers. And, somewhere south of the border. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen people do their entire mouth for $5,000. You know, yeah. you know, our top veneer is 5000 a tooth. Right. So... Um, the only way they're able to do that is with cheaper materials. Mm -hmm. um, give you an example, you know, there's there's plastic composite materials out there um, that are pennies on the dollar. There's um, glass lucites, mm -hmm. which are extremely inexpensive. It's literally pretty much like a white a, a yeah, white glass. So yeah. and, and then you have what we use, which is something called lithium disilcate branded Emacs by a okay. German company called. Um, uh, Ivoclar. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. very respected company. Mm -hmm. The porcelain costs more than gold. Wow. You know, sure. so, and it's engineered ceramics. It's not like toilet bowl porcelain. Mm -hmm. This is stuff that's like space shuttle tile. Right. Like you hit it with a hammer, it doesn't break. Because yeah. I never knew that. I was like porcelain. I'm thinking, okay, porcelain, like yeah, toilet. No, this is engineered glass. Yeah. This is serious technology that's made in a very specific environment. It reflects light just like tooth enamel if right. it's used properly. Um, it's just the technology is, the, the visual technology, the characteristics of the porcelain is mm -hmm. so close to human enamel. If you see any of these cases, you have right. no idea these people have veneers. And that's because of the techniques we use. Wow. Yeah. So we tend to draw our patients from other patients. Mm -hmm. People are like, your smile is beautiful. And they'll be like, yeah, it's actually veneers. Like, yeah. No way. Yeah. And they end up here. Um, if you actually, look, I, don't, I don't know if you can tell, but I got. I know you do. Yeah, they're not bad, actually. Shout out to the Lions, by the way. They're the ones that yeah. me up in Charlotte, North Carolina, black-owned business. They're, nice. They're really, they're really good people. Listen, there's a lot of good people that do good work out mm -hmm. there, you know. And um, there's a lot. I would say the majority of it's bad, right? Um, just based on my experience, um, the good work I don't see, right. you know, because they're happy and they stay at their dentist. But gotcha. I get a lot of bad work in yeah. here yeah. that we're replacing. And when people are looking for a deal. Um, you get what you get. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why people don't understand that. I don't. Yeah. I just don't get it. You know, if I'm going to get my eyeballs replaced or I'm going to get glasses, or whatever, I want the best glasses I can get. Yeah. You know, one of the problems I've had with eyeglasses is a lot of eyeglasses are milled in these huge factories mm -hmm. and their quality controls, their quality control is very low. Mm -hmm. So if you were to take like, for example, your lenses and test them, they're not perfect. Right. You know, and there's very few boutique glass grinding laboratories mm -hmm. that make perfect lenses for your eyes. A lot of the commercialized mall places, it's not what you think. Mm -hmm. And it, like anything, you know, there's people that can do something at the, the, the most perfect level mm -hmm. because they're given three hours to do it because they're not, because they're getting $300. Right. And so the guy's getting $10, he's got to do 30 of them because mm -hmm. it's low quality. Right. He's got to pump them out. That's where, that's that, those are the deals, yeah. and so yeah. people don't understand that. Yeah. And I, most people should be able to extrapolate the data from their current profession. For example, if you're a suit maker or if you work in automotive, if like you know, I could really fix this engine if I had an extra five hours, yeah. but we got to get it out of here. Mm -hmm. So let's just put that on that and that and that on work the hell out of here. You know, you clean a house in an hour, you clean a house in five hours. Right. It just transfers so much into every profession. Mm -hmm. If I have, you know, five weeks to make a set of veneers, right. and I can slowly make them layer by layer by mm -hmm. layer by layer by layer, and have other cases going at the same time, or if I'm jammed to get this done in three days, and I got to like just thick layers, like three thick layers of porcelain instead of twenty thin layers. Right. right. Well, how's a human enamel made? Microscopic layer mm -hmm. after layer after layer. Gotcha. So if we can just lay a tenth of a millimeter porcelain down and bake it, and then let it cool, and then bake right. it and let it cool, it's going to look differently mm -hmm. than if we have one big blob that we it just is. bake and it's all one color. Mm -hmm. Where we're building characteristics and clears and whites and cracks. Good things take time. Takes time. Yeah. So there's another question for the audience. You mentioned that a lot of one of the most overlooked things in dental hygiene is people don't scrape their tongue. They don't. Which I'll be the first. I don't scrape my tongue. I brush my tongue, which is probably you have a pretty smooth tongue. Well, I do. I do the brush, yeah. so I don't know. Some people, so like people have different tongues. In the way you can describe it best is mm -hmm. um, carpet. You know, some people have a shag rug tongue. Mm -hmm. Some people have Berber. You know, Berber is the real tight knit. Right. And Berber tends to be pretty clean. It's easy to clean. You can rinse. But there's a lot of people with shag rugs, and they have terrible breath, and that's usually the source of bad breath. That you get a scraper and you. So many people come in here and I look at them and they're like, oh, geez. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a bad breath. Yeah, my wife's telling me I have bad breath all the time. I'm like, go get the scraper. And I yeah. scrape it out and I show them this green sludge. They look at me like, I'm going to throw up. What did you just pull out of my tongue? And we scrape it three or four yeah. times. And these people, it changes their lives. It yeah. really does because they don't have bad breath. And like, I can taste my food better. Because it's, it's literally like it's clogged with dead skin cells, yeah. bacteria, food particles. It's just everything. And I it feel breaks. like yeah, and that's one of the things you never learn. When I go to like my local dentist, they don't tell anything yeah. know, about scraping your tongue. Yeah, so. we keep a, about a thousand of them in there, and we give them out. Well, I'm not going to grab one on the way out. You don't need one. You're pretty good. Yeah. No, you don't need it. Yeah. Well, you just tell me looking. Yeah. Um, but when you need it, you need it. Right. 
I mean, it's something. Mm -hmm. And most people, they, once they see it, they, they're fast adop adopters. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they, I need five of those, and they're done. They scrape every day for the rest of their life. Because they see that. You see it. Yeah. What is that? It's yeah. like pus. Yeah. Disgusting. Well, again, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this because I think this is awesome. As I keep, like, look, look around the room, I see nothing but success. Everything that you've done. So a lot of people are following your story on social media. What advice do you have to other cosmetic dentists that are looking to come up behind you? Not even just cosmetic dentists. I mean, just no matter what profession you're at right. is, you know, you, you need, obviously you need to have goals, right? We all have goals, whether it's career goals, family goals, personal goals, financial goals, but get it, right? you know, and you can't be so short-sighted. You know, I, I can remember, you know, we do a little course here where we'll bring people in and spend mm -hmm. the day with me. And I tell people, okay, I do it for free. People are like, what? I mean, what do you mean, what? You've never done a 20 veneer case. Mm -hmm. You don't deserve $50,000 for the case. Right. You don't know what you're doing. And it takes you all day long because you're so, you don't mm -hmm. know your way around that. And it, it's such a strange concept to them. Like, do it for free, bro. There's no pressure. Right, yeah. They're like, do what you gotta do, man. I don't care if I'm sitting in the chair all day long, I'll get this shit for free. And what a great learning environment. You have literally the participants. And, and these younger kids, it's a different breed. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no such thing as sacrifice. I think Ice Cube said it best. He was like, don't go into, like, starting a business if you don't plan on making money within five years. Meaning that if you're not willing to sacrifice yeah. along the way, don't even try it. It's, it's true. I mean, yeah. you got to reinvest the money back into the business. Do stuff for free. I mean, especially if you want to have a clientele like this. Right. I mean, the, the first way you do that is like, hey, let's get the manager in here. Yeah. And let's do his teeth. And then he's also the manager around the artist here. He's like, what's up, manager? And teeth look amazing. Dr. Conley did it. You should go see him. Bam. Bam. You know, like getting in front of people. You know, we still are strategic to this day. You know, we'll have somebody come in here and I'm like, who are you? You know, you know, and we, oh, you know so-and-so. He says, oh, yeah, okay. You know, let's let's do a deal. Let's, what can we do here? So, you know, we're we're negotiators. You know, we're strategic. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes, like, so somebody may come in here and they'll say, you know, I want a full set of veneers. Um... You know, it's going to be 60 grand. Mm -hmm. And then I find out who they are. And I'm like, you know what? I want, I want to do a diamond on one of your teeth. Or I want to do a little, little, it's a little, something little. Right. I'm, I'm going to waive the fee. I'm like, it's great. Yeah. Because I want people to see that diamond. Yeah. It's like, where'd you get that? Yeah. You know? And it's weird. It's all of a sudden, like, three years later, bam. Mm -hmm. Phone call rings. It's so-and-so's ready. Else. Yeah. They, well, they saw so-and-so out. and saw mm -hmm. his diamond. And I saw him all that. Love that diamond. I want you to do my veneers and do a couple diamonds. And so... You know, from, I mean, it, it, it could take five years for that boomerang to come right. back. Exactly. But it seems that 100% of the time that thing's coming back. It's coming back. Yep. And we laugh about it sometimes because, like, I can remember Leslie because, like, oh, what about so-and-so that never came back? And, like, a year later, I'm yeah. like, bam, there it is. There it is. <laughs> you just got to be patient. You just got to be patient. Yeah. You know, I'm not going anywhere. Right. You know, right. this is right. a lot. And the nice thing about when you're doing this for 26 years is, you know, you may have a month where you do, you know, 20 consultations mm -hmm. and like five people book and 15 people don't book. But guess what? Those 15 people trickle in over the next five years. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, guess who just called today? So-and-so booked. Oh, right. guess who called today? So it's, it's, you get this backlog. Mm -hmm. It's like this, this constant influx of new work. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't have a repetitive business. I don't have, I'm, I'm not like, a, I'm not a consumable. Right. You do some of these veneers. We do good work. It's last 35 years. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. It's over, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, we're constantly building the business. You know, I'm fortunate enough now that I don't really have to do much. You know, it kind of builds itself, thank right. God. Um, but, but you took that You took that time to do that. It took a lot of work. It took a long time yeah. to get here. You know, I, you know, it hasn't been easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I go back, you know, I go back, you know, eight years ago. I was living in an apartment, wow. you know? I'm just, just eight years ago. Mm -hmm. I live in a little apartment. I remember looking at my built. I pulled the spreadsheet out. I had to find an old photo of a patient. I pulled an old spreadsheet. It was like, need $1,300 to make it out of the month. Wow. That was like eight or nine years ago. That wasn't wow. that long ago. Yeah, no. Yeah, wow. You know, I'm like, oh my God, $1,300. Yeah. That's a riot. You know? So like, wow. yeah, you just keep plugging away and plugging away and plugging away. And um, now we're, I mean, I probably have the most exciting if not the, the most exciting dental practice in the world. Right. I mean, it, it, exciting meaning like, you know, we're doing fun things. We're doing, mm -hmm. we're doing things that are being seen. We're promoting dentistry to the world mm -hmm. in a different manner. 
um, we're innovative. Um, we do great financially. We do good, clean work. Like good, yeah. honest business. Yeah. You know, we have people may pay two million, but guess what? They're getting it. Right. They're exactly. getting two million dollars yeah. worth of work. They're literally like, oh my goodness, I just bought five Ferraris, and it feels like that. Yeah. They don't feel like they got ripped off. Right. I mean, you can see the work. It's it's almost you can't. I don't think you can put a price on what you do. So it's, it's you know we get, we get funny requests for you. Hey, can I bring my own diamonds? No, no, you can't. Can you bring your own diamonds to Tiffany? That's not right, the right, Tiffany right. setting. No, right. the, the, there's too much work involved. The cutting process mm -hmm. that people have to make money along the way. Right. And people are looking to try to eliminate some of the profit in there. And like, what makes this system work? is that everybody's getting paid mm -hmm. from A to Z. Right. If I take one of those people out of the equation, nobody wants to do their work. Right. Everybody wants to get paid. Yeah. I, I tell the people all the time, you know, we had a famous, uh, I don't say famous, but I would say washed up rapper mm -hmm. that hasn't done anything in like 15 years, reach out to us, tell us everything he wanted to have done, all the tattoos he wanted, exactly what he wanted, asked us for a quote, him a quote because I've never paid for dentistry or tattoo work in my life and that's my expectation and I said well then you're at the wrong place right because we don't work that way yeah best of luck who in their right mind would think that people would do this type of work for free yeah I, I, I just it's beyond me beyond me the, fa the most I guess I guess they may think it's a status thing I don't know I don't get it I don't well, get it those are the people that are that those are actually, our customers right yeah and this guy isn't even on that same yeah. level, yeah. so wow. it's it's a very strange perception. Um, well, he learned. And I don't. Books. I don't want people. I, I when I take an Uber, right? right. I tip the guy. Mm -hmm. I want these people deserve to make money. Right. Everybody deserves to get paid. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I don't want the best price. I don't. I want you to feel comfortable doing the work, and, and I want you to feel accomplished and that you got paid. And I, it's how it should be in everywhere. Right. And and there's no negotiating in this office. We do no negotiating. So we had a case recently that it was really strange, the phasing of it, because it usually doesn't happen this way, but we actually had prepared the teeth without payment. And that doesn't happen. We usually collect payment before we start, but there was a wire that was promised. It didn't show, and then I was traveling, and things got moved around, and all of a sudden the person's in my chair, very wealthy, prominent person, mm -hmm. and we don't have payment. And so we started the work. They said they'd wire us the next day. Well, like a week went by and we didn't gotten wired. And they asked if they could jump on a call. They wanted to negotiate the price and said, Oh man, right. I don't think you understand how this works. Right. So I'm happy to make four porcelain crowns and yeah. you, know, you, you, yeah. you don't have to pay. Wow. And it was like they wanted to negotiate. We, we that sounded like something they were planning about. We went back and forth for yeah. a couple of weeks. Wow. We didn't even start the case. Just sat at my desk. I said, We're throw it away. Yeah. We don't work that way. Right. You know, I have people that have families that are educated, that are skilled craftsmen, and we've spent a long time developing these procedures, mm -hmm. and my guys are getting paid. Right. Every single one of them. And yeah. we'll do no work yeah. before we do this kind of work. Right. And I, I think that I think that more people need in the business will need to adopt that. Right. I don't care if you're a physician or if you're making bread or if you're you're you're, you're selling lawn services, you know, hey, can you do it for ten? No. Right. No, the price is twenty. The price is the price, right? You don't you don't go to these major stores and ask for a discount. You pay the price. Yeah, yeah. some people like to negotiate. You don't do that. And right. I, I, I I could encourage more. A lot of people, you'll stand your ground. Yeah. I love this drawing. Um, people are like, hey, can you do it? It's a picture of a horse. Have you seen this? <laughs> like the horse is beautifully drawn, like the head of it, mm -hmm. perfect. In the back of it, it looks like a two year old drew it. It's like, can you? They said, can you do it for a discount? The rest of this for a discount? He said, yeah. sure. And, and it's just a stick figure. It is what it is. Yeah, right. So um, most of the people that are patients here mm -hmm. want to get paid in their profession. If they're athletes, if they're songwriters, if they're vocalists, they don't want it for cheap. Yeah, right. Maybe in the beginning of their career they did. But in the prime of their career, they don't get out of bed, they don't get out of bed for 100 grand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so... Um, it's, I don't think it's me being a snob. I think it's me just holding my ground. I'm mm -hmm. 51 years old. This is the point in my life where um, we get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you earn every cent. I mean, you really earn like every cent. We, we track these cases from A to Z. We warranty it. We fly all over the country doing mm -hmm. stuff for people. 
um, they were innovators. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and so at, at the beginning, I list off with some names. So I'm I'm gonna list them again. Post Malone, Chris Brown, Offset, Cardi B, OBJ, Shaq, Lil Yachty, The Baby, Devin Haney, Dennis Stroder, Jordan Clarkson, Von Miller. That's probably a tons of many more. Many more. But who was your first celebrity? I think it was Post Malone that you worked with, and who have you enjoyed working with the most? First celebrity. I mean, I mean, it goes all the way back to 2009. Oh, wow. Eight, seven, Joanna Krupa. You may not even know that name, know that. but there was a show called Dance with the Stars mm-hmm. that came out. It's been on, the, it's been on TV now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen yeah. years, mm-hmm. but it was season one, and she was in second. Derek Huff and her. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest show in the world, right? And she was so famous because she was this beautiful blonde model, and she came to me for cosmetic work. Right. And she was on the number one show in the world, Dancing with the Stars. It was all over the place. Dr. Conley was seeing Joanna Krupa. It was all, I was practicing in New York at the time. And that was a big deal. You know, and then there was the Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump. And Hope Dworczyk, who was the Playboy Playmate of the Year, came to me. So it started with uh, models. Then right. there was Victoria's Secret models. Mm-hmm. And then one of the Victoria's Secret models had a boyfriend who was a baseball player. And then it was a football player. And then it was his friends. Mm-hmm. And then it was another football player. Right. And then all of a sudden, it was a bunch of football guys. And there was less models. Then it was football. Then it was a rapper. And there was another you. rapper. Right, right. And then it was football. It was basketball. And then mm-hmm. it was baseball. And it just kind of grows. Because people see each other like, what you got? Right. What you got? I'm going to get that. Who did it? And then it just kind of grows like that. Right. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, what? that's like, what, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. It turns into this monster. Um, because you become good at it and you become really good at working on those people and dealing with their lives and their pressures and their schedules. We're very flexible here. I'll start a case at midnight on a Sunday if I have to. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, I can tell you football players flying in after a game, after a Sunday game, because right. they only get something done. Mm-hmm. They have Monday off. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Good like, Monday. Yeah. Like, game ends at four. I'm jumping on the jet at six. Yeah. I'll be there at midnight. Boom. We do the work. Right. And they take Monday off. They're back in practice on Tuesday. Yeah. And who have you worked? Who have you enjoyed working with the most? Oh man, it's so hard to pick one person. I know, because, I, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, I spent so much time with Offset. Mm-hmm. Oh really? And, and he because he did the show, like the pilot. Okay. And he's so smart mm-hmm. um, that you you wouldn't pick it. He's just got a very high IQ. So I found. I found him very interesting. Like he called me out on certain things. Like you can't do that, Doctor Conley. You're a doctor. Like, okay. <laughs> right, right. Like, I, like, yeah. He surprised me, but you know, I'm, like, of course, Post Malone is like my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and Odell is such a big part of my business. And like Shaq, like I'm part of Shaq's inner circle. Like he's my bro. Yeah, I saw y'all saying that y'all was on the stage together. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah. yeah it's just like. And like Gunna, you know, Gunna's been through a lot of stuff. And like, he's, we're here, we're, we're with him, we're part, we feel like we're part of his team. It's because we just did some beautiful dive work on Gunna. Um, the baby, you know, he came to me in the beginning and he got canceled. He put, he pulled it together. And, right. you know, I've just seen so many of these guys. It's just like, I've living their lives with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a dentist. Right. Like, I'm just a dentist. But you become, you develop a rapport. A very good, successful one. Well, it's just, it's, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm I'm kind of on that level, you know. Right. I'm easy to right. talk to, yeah. and so it's not just a dentist. It's a it's a it's an acquaintanceship. It's a mild friendship. I mean, I'm not you know they're not inviting me to the birthday parties, mm-hmm. you know. But like when I see them, like a couple of times, you're like, "What's up?" Yeah. You know, it's you and I saw Posey in Nashville. It was like the right. hugest hug. Right. And so when they come, it's not just work. It's yeah, relationship. We spent an hour talking before right. we even start. We yeah. booked the whole day. I mean, we we, we don't. We don't rack them and stack them here, you know. Right. Like, you know, gun was in the end of the day for something that probably took me thirty minutes. You know, two hour appointment. Just yeah. nowhere to talk, yeah. you know. So, but we're not in a hurry, you know. We 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 don't run a business like that. Yeah. Boom, 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 and boom, I felt boom. the same way. The way we were, you know, greeted, yeah. uh, and when you showed up, yeah, yeah it's just like a, a family very environment. Yeah. Very family. Yeah. It was very small. It's me, my assistant is a dentist, Doctor mm-hmm. Cars. We have a nurse, Daisy and Leslie. That's it. It was right. four of us. You know, in my New York practice, I have Regina. She's been with me for a long time. But, you know, she does other stuff when I'm not there. But when I'm there, she's always there. So it's a very small group of people that have always been together that are well-paid, mm-hmm. extremely skilled, highly intelligent, and they all care. Right. We don't have anybody that doesn't care. 
Right. You know, these people are like, you know, we have a Spanish guy, famous Spanish singer, Nodal. Christian Nodal, he's huge mm -hmm. Mexican mariachi singer. And he had some issues and he's in Spain. And we're like, how do we figure this out? We got to figure this out. What do we call it? We call it like, and my staff, you know, it's the middle of the night on a mm -hmm. Monday night. We're figuring it out. They're not like, oh, I'm not working. I'm not supposed to be working. I don't get any of that nonsense here. We're always working, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I love that. I love that. And I think that's hard for people to find. Like for myself, I'm you know trying to start a business, find out who I can trust, who's going to be with me to the end, right. and I'm sure I'm going to experience that along the way where I'm going to people are going to drop off. I mean, the best advice I can tell you is pay your employees okay. like they're your partners. Mm -hmm. They will bleed for you if you find the right people, but you got to you have to reward them. Right. You know, we when somebody comes in here, we we have a. a, a a very stressful situation where we have to get something done and we have to work weird hours for me to throw a ten thousand dollar bonus at every single one of them like randomly wow. out of the blue they're like ah oh. we do i mean i probably do that four or five times a year and do you have any family or friends that work for you as well no 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 do you believe in that um geez i have five kids who knows <laughs> you know if they want to be a dentist sure you know my my brother in fact my younger brother his oldest daughter said she wants to be a dentist and she's getting ready to go to college. I'm like, all right, send her my way. Yeah. yeah. So I teach right now cybersecurity at Marshall University um, and I read that you were a clinical professor. So how has that influenced your current practice, would you say? Because I guess I know as well, learning something and teaching something are two separate things. Well, you, you know, you learn real fast in a university setting that those who teach don't do. You ever heard that saying? Yeah. And um, so as a part-time clinical instructor, you bring a lot of value into that mm -hmm. teaching setting because you have real life experience. Right. Um, you know, doing 20 veneers, they don't do that in dental school. So when a patient comes in and they're the, the student's treatment plan, I'm like, why don't we do 20 veneers? And the patient's like, okay. The dental student's like, can we do that here? I'm like, right. they want it. Yeah. I'll help you do it. And all of a sudden the, the senior instructor's like, how did he sell a 20 veneer case to a patient and then dropping 30 grand at Harvard? You know, it's a little bit cheaper or $40,000. Mm -hmm. Why wasn't that given it to the clinical staff? Right. Or like the, 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 excuse me, yeah, the clinical. So like the teachers mm -hmm. that I'll teach there, they have like a, a, they also have a little practice on the side okay. where they get to make extra money. Right. Right. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, I went through something like that myself where yeah. it, it was close, but I had to do a, a disclosure form where because I was working at a university, doing something on the side. They wanted to make sure because they wanted 40% right. cut. So I had to be careful about so that. So what was happening was like the dental students would get, I would use my skills right. to help these dentists do this work. Mm -hmm. And also there's these rumblings. You know, why are these dental students doing these cases and it's not going to the faculty practice? And I'm like, well, we sold it. It's our, it's our patient, you right. know, and, and it, it created a little bit of animosity. And like, you can't do that anymore, Dr. Conley. I'm like, I'm out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I didn't leave on good terms. You know, I, I quit. Gotcha. You know, I was there for a few years, and I just found the whole bureaucracy to be a little. Uh, it was just a little strange. Right. You know, it was. It was. I want to teach. I really wanted to teach these kids, yeah. and they loved it. I'm like, right. oh no, no, do this, do that. You need one. You don't need one. You need four crowns. Do all four in a row. Do them at yeah. once. And the patient's like, yeah, let's do them all at once. Right. I don't want to come back nine million times. Yeah. And the, the students would be like, wait, we can do four at once? I'm like, yes, that's how it's done in the real world. Right. But like previous instructors like, let's just do one at a time. Yeah. Like, you're never going to do one at a time in your practices. People don't do that. And so I, I just kind of at one point was like, you know what? You guys do it your way. I'll do it my way. So you don't think it's kind of influenced what you do now? Or like amplify the way you do your, your practice now? No, I, I mean, I've, I mean, the reason you even do something like that in the beginning is to build credibility right. with your patient base. Gotcha. You know, I'm an instructor at Harvard. <laughs> and I was like, I have the Harvard seal, you know. Right. And you know, of course, it works mm -hmm. because they don't just let anybody in there. Um, you got to go through screening and interview process. You have to be competent. And very similar with Columbia University, same thing. I was practicing in Boston at the time. I looked at here. I was at Columbia for a couple of years. It, it kind of turned into the same situation. Right. Columbia was actually a little bit more lenient, to be honest with you. They were pretty cool about it. Yeah. My, me leaving Columbia was more along the lines of, I just got too busy. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, they can't fit this to my schedule anymore. I need, I need this time. Yeah. Um, but my time at Columbia was a little bit more real. 
I felt like as a university, they were very interested in learning. Mm -hmm. They're very intrigued with what we, what we were doing, what I was able to do and teach them. And even the faculty had a little bit of humility right. to like, hey, what are you doing over here? I love that. I love that style. I love how you're doing that. And so I think that was a better experience for me. Yeah. And so we mentioned in the beginning that you were named kind of the most Jack Dennis in the world. Yeah. When did you get into bodybuilding? So I was a bodybuilder as a teenager, yeah. 17, 18, 19, 20. But I lived in Michigan, mm -hmm. um, did some novice and some junior shows and, you know, really have always worked out. And even through dental school and practicing, you know, I may have gotten away from it, but I never got too far away from working out. I was always lifting heavy weights and flexing in front of the mirror like a goof and, you know, just intrigued with that whole industry. And, and to add, you competed in Mr. Olympia, which is pretty. I did, last the Masters Mr. Olympia in, in right. Romania. Just a couple months ago, took fifth place in the world, which That's, isn't so bad for an old man. I feel like you're checking the box on everything you want to do. Try it, yeah. try it. Um, but then my son, Gavin, um, he's a hockey player, mm -hmm. high-level hockey player, um, had some um, injuries, and I wanted him to train with this trainer at the gym. His name was Brad Rowe. And, hey, can you train my son? He says, yeah. And then like, you know, a month into Brad's like, hey, I see you used to be a bodybuilder when you were a teenager. Mm -hmm. You should get back into it. You, know, you got a nice structure. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> all right, let's do it. You know, so we just did it. Yeah. And I, I did the Mr. USA, mm -hmm. and I won my division the first year, but I didn't win the overall, so I didn't get my pro card. I did it the next year, and I won. I got my pro card. I turned pro in two years, and then uh, did, like, three pro shows, took fifth place in the Mexican pro show, did really mm -hmm. well, beat a couple of Olympians, previous wow. Olympians. I was like, damn, I'm not, I'm, I kind of do this, yeah. you know, and kind of. And you work out every day, or pretty much. Pretty I, mean, much every I, day. I take a day off if I have to, um, and that it comes naturally. It's like, oh, I can't work out tomorrow. I don't plan my days off. Yeah. My days off just fall into like I got to fly to New York. Okay, I'm not working out tomorrow. Like that. Well, next time I'm in LA, I'm coming to get a workout. Let's do it. I'm coming to get a workout in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always interested in this because I think a lot of people have said it. I've said it. I'm still saying it. When I get rich, dot dot dot. Was that something that when you got a lot of money? That you're like, I'm going to buy this, or I'm going to buy these things, or where there's money came along the way. Do you look back now and say, on your first purchase, I shouldn't have bought that, or I earned that? So, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. It's a really interesting question. I think when I bought a Lamborghini, that was the first, like, yeah. wow, it was like, that's my car. Yeah. Like you sit and have that Aventador sit in my garage. Like, but the problem is, is the car drives like, dog shit it's really? so shitty and it's the biggest piece of shit on earth i'm not kidding really? you oh. anybody that has a lamborghini if you say hey hey how's that thing drive they go, if they're really honest they're right, like, right. this thing's dog shit it literally feels like you're it's like right. it's just so uncomfortable yeah. it is not a daily driver and i, I got rid of it <laughs> I I literally, but I just got a Ferrari coming yeah. today because yeah. Ferraris, they drive beautifully. Right. They really do. I mean, it's something super sexy about a Lamborghini. It looks like a freaking spaceship. Mm -hmm. I mean, those doors pop open. It's just cool. Yeah. You, you, it, 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 it's just sexy as it gets. Right. But man, it is shit. Mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah. but my Ferrari is pretty sexy. Which we can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's 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 it gets where it gets yeah. here, is it? And with being so successful in so many ways, are there other things you're involved in? We know you're doing bodybuilding, you're doing this practice here. Are you investing in other I mean, ways? You know, it's interesting because with my exposure to so many different patients, I get offered opportunities all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, recently a, a music manager offered me an investment into a, a, a group of Christmas songs, a particular vocalist. Say, hey, you want to put some money behind this from a marketing standpoint? It's three Christmas songs. Here are the songs. We want to do it out of this label. You want to market here. You put in the X amount of dollars. You get your money back within six months. Mm -hmm. And then we believe that you get your money repeated back at you every right. year for 10, 15 years. Um, that's an interesting opportunity. You know, not a lot of people get that opportunity put in front of them to like get your money back 10 times every year. Mm -hmm. If I listened to the songs, they didn't really hit me. You know, I, I didn't I didn't feel like the songs were, you know, you know sometimes you hear a song, you're like, that's gonna be a hit. Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get that, I didn't get that feeling. So I said, you know, I don't feel it, so I'm gonna pass. But, so I, I'm involved in different different little things here and there. 
Um, very interesting businesses. Um, some fitness stuff, some tattoo stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I've learned. I've, I've learned the hard way mm -hmm. over the years. Right. And sometimes no is the right answer yeah. um, because it's uh, it's a lot of money. It's easy. A lot of businesses fail, mm -hmm. and unless it's really bulletproof or there's not a whole lot of money invested behind it, I'm just not interested in yeah. it. You know, we people come to me and say, "Hey, we have this great idea. We're gonna." develop these clothing line that's going to go here and do this and like it's uh, too many moving parts yeah. you know um, one of the businesses that i'm kind of excited about is we have this fine art tattoo business mm -hmm. and the concept behind it is to license fine art tattooing for example uh, we went to the andy warhol estate and we mm -hmm. said we would like to take a three by three piece of andy warhol's art you guys pick it and we're going to number them one to ten and we'll have an NFT to secure it. And we're gonna auction them off as skin art mm -hmm. that's an asset. So you get the tattoo. Right. If you have it removed or if you die, mm -hmm. you can sell it. But an NFT authenticates it, which is what NFTs yeah. were originally right. meant yeah. for. The NFTs were never meant to be sold as NFT. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be a digital certificate of authenticity mm -hmm. that nobody could copy. Right. And the concept was to go to Christie's auction house the first ever skin auction, skin canvas auction. Mm. And our goal was to raise 40 million in the first, the first offering, wow. 10 tattoos for 40 million. And Christie's kind of reached out and felt the market out a little bit. And they did find a buyer that was interested in buying all 10 of them. Wow. So we're, that, that business is still living yeah. and we're negotiating with multiple artists. But the, the concept is really, if you look at the investment required to run that business, it's just a little bit of manpower. Yeah. 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 So when did anesthesia come and play when you guys, when you and Ganga uh, started working together, when you take patients and you so, kind of knock out this two on one thing? So the brainchild behind that is Odell. Really? Odell, yes. Odell deserves the credit. Um, Odell was getting some dentistry done and was like, I'm under. Can you just, yeah, can just you, do it all at once? Can you tattoo me? I'm under? I'll see why not. So my anesthesiologist, Mitch. Brought him out, put him to sleep, mm -hmm. did it. And I think that was great. And so Posey happened to be in the next week. Mm -hmm. I called him up. I said, hey, listen to what we did. He's like, his exact words were, fuck yeah, let's do it. Sounds so effective. Fuck yeah, let's do it. And so we did. We put him to sleep and we did a tattoo. In fact, I think it's that, that tattoo on this right peck right there. Right in his, and then the whole chest right there. It's a, okay. like a, on the, his, excuse me, his left peck. Right. It's like a black demon type thing. Oh, yeah, like smoke coming up in smoke. And <laughs> he woke up, he's like, wow, that was great. And like, wow, this is really something. It was really cool, you know? And then like, we had a couple of patients come in. We did a tattoo, you know, $5,000, whatever. And then I can remember Odell being like, yo, can we do my whole body while I'm sleeping and touch everything up? I was like, I don't see why not. So we ran eight artists at once while he was sleeping. Wow. And that changed it right there. That was it. It was lights out. Then it was like, boom, chest pieces, yeah. legs, whole bodies, flip them over, full backs. Then it was like, then we weren't even doing dentistry. It was just like, right. just anesthesia. And then it was crazy. We did Uzi's front, we did Uzi's back, we did money bags, whole body, we had Rich the Kid in there, we had, it was just, just went on and on and on. It was just like, and it's still to this day. What's happened is the business fragmented now. You know, we used to live in this facility and only in this facility, now it lives all over the country. Right. You know, um, I'm, I just was talking to you in the room about the New Hampshire Center for whatever, whatever, sedated, sedation tattoos. I mean, they're popping up everywhere. Right. It's the new thing, I and mean, it's great. I mean, we, we started it, right. period. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So for my last question, um, even for myself, looking around the room, talking to you, doing my research, <laughs> you're very successful. I've said that plenty of times. I appreciate um, you saying that. I've worked very hard yes, on you. How does someone like myself and others watching, what advice do you have? Like, do you, do you have for us trying to be successful, taking the risk? What is your kind of your one-liner to that? Relentless pursuit mm -hmm. of your goals. Relentless. Relentless. Like, you can't give up. Like you, right. Even when the shit is so bad, mm -hmm. like, how am I going to pay these bills? How? Mm -hmm. 
keep chugging. Yeah. It comes. You just got just to stick at it. Yeah. And it, it, it's crazy because you look back, like, like you, you talk to, like, I can remember a point, you're like, oh, my God, how are we going to make it out of this month? Mm-hmm. You know, how are we going to pay these bills? How are we going to, you know, we just built this thing and we did this. And, you know, and, and like, I, I can't get this sold. I can't do this. And, you know, you, because it's so much easier to be a regular dental practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we do root canals. We do, we do, we do anything you need to do. Right. Because that's, we need money. Right, we'll do right. anything. It's hard to be like, no, 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 no. We are only doing this, or we're going, we're going under. Yeah. You know, and because that shit takes up the time that you should be spending building that, mm-hmm. and so instead of building the business you want, you get distracted doing the stuff you don't want, mm-hmm. and that becomes your profession. Mm. Whereas if you're like, okay, we're not busy today, let's figure out how to get busy. I can remember sitting in this practice and saying to myself, we need to get Post Malone in this practice. Mm. And like, who knows his manager? We had this conversation. We laugh about it to this day. Yeah. Like, nobody knows his manager. I'm like, who's his manager? And all of a sudden, I called my friend Chase Benjamin. I'm like, do you know Post Malone? He says, yeah, it's Dre London. Like, can you know his number? I'm like, yeah, give me his number. And I called Dre London. I'm like, hey, Dre. He's like, what's up? I, you're Dr. Conley. I'm like, yeah, you worked on Odell. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I want to do post He's like, yeah, you and everybody else. Wow. He goes, I'll let you know when he needs it. I'll let you know when he needs it done. That was my conversation. Mm. 60 days later, 70 days later, a month or two later, they signed a new artist named Tyler Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And I remember finding pictures of Tyler online and zooming into his mouth. Like, what do his teeth look like? Look like shit. Dre, I'll do Tyler's teeth for free. If you introduce me to the post, he's like, hell yeah. Got Tyler in here. It was a disaster. Cost me $50,000 to fix his mouth of my own money. I said, Tyler, when I'm done with you, you're going to take me to the concert. Right, right. Right. Post. He's like, bro, whatever you need. Right. He was his opening act. He toured with him for two years. Madison Square Garden. Wow. Five years ago. Yeah. Done. That's awesome. So we, we did it. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that wasn't yeah. no mistake. We made that shit happen. Made it happen. And and I could go on and on about, like, we're getting that guy because yeah. he needs it. Yeah. And I know I can help him and because we yeah. we do such good work. I'm like, dude, just give me a chance. Let me do it. So when you have the skills, you've mm-hmm. spent like, two decades building the skills, mm-hmm. you're like, give me my patience. Right. Sometimes you got to go get it. I mean, that inspires me to the core. 100%. That inspires me. It's a 100% true story. There's not one thing in there. There's not one. I can remember walking to Madison Square Garden and being in, ba- in the green room. Like, I hadn't even met Post yet. It was like Tyga, uh, um, Wyclef, a model, St. John, um, like five huge rabbits. I never met these guys. And there was all these rich kids that were like related to the Dolans and um, famous models and these people backstage and I'm like Isaac man I feel so out of place back like shit and then Dre London goes Posey's like who the fuck are all these people back here I don't know half these fucking people and I'm like this is on me he, yeah. he, and, and, and so he, he's like where the fuck's my manager and so Dre comes he's like what's up bro he's like who the fuck are all these people and this is my green room this is where this is the time where I chill out before I go on stage and I, all these people in this room ask me for pictures and stuff he goes I don't this is not what I hired you for right. and so Dre goes like alright everybody in this room that doesn't belong in this room get the fuck out of here right now yeah. and there's like this mass exodus I'm standing next to Isaac I'm like do we leave do we stay he doesn't yeah, know us right. he's like we stay this Isaac's my jeweler my diamond cutter. Yeah. He, had a re- he had a relationship with Post right. so he's like we stay so we stayed, right. and that's kind of where it all happened. Like it was real. I mean, it was like that's a story in itself. That's a movie. Yeah, you know. But Posty's changed my life. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I hug him. I'm like, bro, you changed my life. I right. say the same thing to Odell. Like without those two guys, they're like they're like my blood. You right. know. Like I said to Odell, man, anything you need, mm-hmm. I'm your guy. So you said, like I said, if shit ain't good, make it happen. Make it happen. Fortune favors yeah. the brave. You got to go out there and get it. Yeah. I don't see enough people that are willing to take those chances. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, and I don't know if that's a generational thing or just the people I'm around. But, like, make, I mean, there's so many things. that They say power of manifestation. You know, that's just a big thing floating around. I manifest that I'm going to get this purse. Like, like right. they're the most ridiculous thing. Right. No, go get it. got to go get it. What better way to end it that way? Yeah, man. Yeah. So we're gonna play a quick game, quick, Viz, real quick. Let's do it. And just you're gonna pick either or. 
Um, and then you just answer the best of your ability. Okay. Uh, rent or own? It's the same thing. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's weird if you look at the economics of certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with rent. Rent, okay. I'm just going to buy the part I want to use. Yeah. I don't want to use the whole thing. I change my mind too okay. often. <laughs> I would have said own, but... I don't know. Again, I I'm, 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 I'm not at your position yet. So I, 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 don't, I want to, I want to be looking in and out of stuff. Yeah, yeah right. I move around a lot. I, 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 I get, I, I get. I like change. Now. I like yeah. new stuff. Yeah. Like my cars, they're all leased. I get rid of them. Get rid of them. I don't want that anymore. I'm just want that one. Want that one. Want that one. Take it back. I mean, you, you end up spending the same money at the end of the day. Right. It really does. I'm running homes, buying homes. That's that's different. We're talking about like property investments. I mean, if you're talking about that, obviously own, right. but not today because right. the interest rates are retarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so it just depends. There's different ways you create wealth with, with buying. Right. Um, but it depends what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, failure or success? Success. Success. I asked somebody the other day, they said, they said failure, and I asked why. But you said like, failure? Failure or success. Success. Then somebody said, somebody said failure because it's like, oh, that's the, that's, that's the, the best way you learn. Well, listen, one doesn't come without the other. Right. I guarantee you that. Yeah. If you know, if you talk to somebody and all they have is successes in their life, you're like, you're a liar. Yeah. Yeah. If I, told, I can sit here and list off my failures. Right. You know, but you, you know, always, the greatest question that I've ever been asked is, have you ever made the, what does it feel like to make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it feels like? To make the wrong decision? Yeah. When you made the decision, you thought it was the right decision. Right. So it feels the same. Yeah, right. It's only later on you find out it was the wrong decision. You're like, wait a second. I remember when I made that right. decision. I thought that was the right decision. Moment, right. It was wrong. Yeah. So that's why you have a boardroom of people, like successful yeah. companies have 20 people. Like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Most people think that we're going to do this. So you go with the consensus. Mm-hmm. Because making the wrong decision feels like making the right decision. Failures breed successes as long as you learn from them. Right. Okay. Do you believe it's better to provide a product or service? Service. Service. Yeah, you control it better. Gotcha. I mean, at the end of the day, it's harder to scale service. Mm-hmm. But products nowadays, oh, man. I've sold products before. Yeah. Retail yeah. is tough business. Yeah. Tough to make money. Uh, scalability or, st- or stability? Stability. 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 Scalability is a different, different human. Yeah. You know, I have no desire to scale this business. I like it small, niche, mm-hmm. private, small. Quality. That's me. I'm not a scale guy. Yeah. Okay, my last question, and I'm gonna ask a lot of people this who work out, which I already know what you're gonna say. CrossFit or bodybuilding? Bodybuilding. CrossFit. My experience with CrossFit is is you know, it's just based on my experience, and I'm sure it's not what everybody would say, tends to spur a lot of injury. And I see people throwing things around, mm-hmm. jerking this, doing that, doing that. They have no business doing that. And orthopedic surgeons love the love it. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're pulling. I'm sitting here with knee surgery, but um, you know, this is you know, 28 years of beating the crap out of this knee right. after a wrestling injury. Right. So before I wrap up, I want to ask you this: What is next for Dr. Connolly? What is next for you in the next five years? What can I expect? The audience can expect from you in the I, next five years. I think what you see is me transitioning more into a life coaching position. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you know the dentistry comes naturally, very naturally to me. I'm not really in a position to teach the profession on how I do my things quite just yet. Right. Um, because I'm still kind of squeezing that cloth and trying to make some money doing that. We invested a lot of time and money into the R&D. And we're still making, we've, we've made it back, but it's time to get paid. So I'm not ready to teach all my competitors on what I do differently, right. you know. Um, so, you know, I'm still going to be doing that. But... I think that there's a position for me to, you know, this interview spurs it as part of it is teaching young men how to be men and how to be businessmen, how to be, you know, be in shape and eat right and work out and and be a true masculine role model for other men and um, good quality, clean living. Right. You know, being a master at your craft. Right. um, Really striving to be excellent, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and not make a quick buck and, and to focus on human interaction. And mm-hmm. um, it, it all it all boils down to that at the right. end. It's whoever figures out the fastest right. reaps the most benefits, you know, that, that human relationship. 
you know, you see, you get emotional so easily, but um, it's it's a big part of this practice. Um, it, it's it sounds so crazy, but um, it really, like you say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, and it couldn't be more true in this mm -hmm. profession. You know, we have dentists visit. Yeah, I can like, see that. Yeah. When dentists visit here, when I, I, I've, I maybe had 20, 20 dentists visit where I made them pay five thousand dollars a day. That was kind of like me giving back because so many people ask, and so I was like, no, no, like fine. We'll open up 20 slots, it's 5,000 bucks a person, and boom, they sold the second. Mm. And then I had to do the work. No? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Oh, we got John Smith today from Houston. I'm like, oh, jeez, this guy's gonna ask me a million questions. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I, as much as I hate it, once they get in and I meet the person, I love it. Right. I yeah. do, I'm like, they're like my buddy for life. And I'm like, whoa, what's up? Like, oh, how'd that case turn out? I just become, and I had a case like down in Austin like somebody, I needed somebody to get impression. I'm like, bro, this patient lives in Oscar. You take impression? I'm like, of course. Right. Um, but what I was getting at was, uh, let's go with that. What are we talking about? I think it's We're talking thing. about a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was uh, just asking what's next for you in the five years. Oh, yeah. consulting. Yeah. yeah, you know, really teaching people on how to, not just dentists, mm -hmm. you know. I, I mean, I think that, you know, I built a, an eight-figure business here. You know, and that's not common in dentistry. You know, dental practices don't do greater than $10 million in sales a year. It just doesn't happen. You know, we're killing it, you know, because the cost of goods are so high, but we right. still do, we do good, we have very nice profits here as well. But, you know, the skills and the, the mindset and the ethic that required, was required to build this translates into any business. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, bleed with me with my staff and your employees bleed with me and you feast with me. Right. And that's the only way to do it. You know, you can pay people and fire them and pay them as little as possible. You'll never get there. Right. Well, I want to say, I didn't know what to expect before this interview. And I would, and I'm telling you now, this means so much to me that you came here, talk with me. I learned a lot. I'm going to stay in touch with you. I'm pretty sure I'm going to learn a lot. You've inspired me in so many ways. My pleasure. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. My pleasure. So, um, Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for being here. Donna calling everybody. And this has been as interesting. There's a blessing coming on the way. Mama, stay strong. I'm going to get you off this section, eh?